It's time for the Voice of Reason podcast. Here are your hosts, Sean Phillips, Andy Van Beber, and Travis Kirkendall. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Voice of Reason podcast. My name is Andy Van Beber. That's Travis Kirkendall. We are yes, we are two thirds of the Voice of Reason podcast. We are coming to you live from various parts of the United States. And, we do have a guest tonight. Oh, Luke look in there, the, the show as well. Yep, walking the dog while we're doing the show. That's always. I mean, how? I mean, you multitask. That's just awesome, right there. But. Yeah, uh, too. Today is October 24th, the day before payday. I'm so happy, you know, you know, living off of crumbs and everything else. But hey, we're... we're you get paid Wednesdays too? Yeah, well, we get paid on the 20, the 25th and the, and the uh, 14th. So, you know, yay, yay for, oh, okay. yay for, yay for, uh, for payday. Nice. You really did it, man. Yep. <laughs> we made it. Anyway, but, uh, oh man. So how was your, how was, how's your weekend? How did everything go this weekend? Uh, our weekend was exceptionally laid back. Uh, it started out Saturday morning. We were at the hospital. We thought it was oh, time. Uh-oh. We thought he was coming. And basically, I mean, <laughs> we could have had the baby that day if we wanted to. Um, but they said, you know, she's not 39 weeks yet. So we really don't want to. Right. do this right we went rather it naturally happen um but the way they explained it to us i thought for sure i was going back that night like i was like oh my god any hour now i'm gonna have to drive her back to the hospital <laughs> and it's tuesday now so yeah well good, good. well uh, other than that we went home we like slept the rest of the day it's like again we thought we were going back that night <laughs> and then sunday same thing yeah slept all day it was amazing we had uh so last week we had the the haunted house we had the halloween dance last week and then uh quick shout out to everybody uh all supporters i know some of our listeners uh supported us with the uh hunter stribbling uh disc golf tournament on um saturday which was fantastic we had a great turnout um and we had a lot of sponsors so thanks to everybody who who uh, who took part in that? We we were so happy about that, um, and then uh, yeah, then my the rest of my weekend was pretty laid back as well. I got to you know rest and I did break my cardinal sin and I graded papers on Saturday afternoon, but quarter ended on Friday, so we're already we're already one quarter of the way through the the school year already. So. Makes for things to be interesting, to say the least. But uh, funny side story. I didn't even tell you this beforehand. So right now, and I don't know if this is a thing or not, but one of my <laughs> one of my favorite students, and she's a senior this year. I won't mention her name, but she 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 posted on Snapchat, and she and I had this debate today. Helen Keller is a fraud. <laughs> okay, like, never heard what? that take before. What? What do you mean, Helen Keller's a fraud? And she's what like, was her argument? Well, she's like, 
you can't be blind and deaf. And how did she learn how to? She wrote fourteen. But I mean, she knows she like she wrote fourteen books. And she, how do you know? And she flew a plane. Well, I was like, she didn't fly it alone. She had somebody with her, you know. But it was it was so funny. Just to oh my god, I was just <laughs> I, I was like, okay, I'm having this conversation with. Uh, and then one of our teachers, and I again, I won't say what teacher it was, but one of our teachers came in and said, oh, yeah, I think it's a fraud, too. I was like, oh, my younger teacher. But I was like, oh, my God, you've got to be kidding me. Helen Keller is not a fraud. Oh, my goodness. So. I mean, <laughs> I could see it. I was I was at wit's end. I just could not I could not believe that somebody honestly is like, Oh yeah, Helen Keller's a fraud. I was like, Okay. Well so with that being said, we uh man the Congress of the United States Speaking of Speaking of frauds <laughs> The Congress of the United States of America is a gift that keeps on giving and giving and giving and giving to podcasters like us. <laughs> to so if you haven't heard today so we have plenty of material to talk about we don't have to really think too much oh. about what's the topic this week <laughs> i don't know well, what happened know. in the house this week well so so i'm i'm looking at when i so we i sent this out to on our group chat so today so at 10 46 uh or 11 46 uh, it was i got the i got the thing that tom emmer who is a who's a republican very moderate very, you know, appealing to a lot of people was their third nominee for House Speaker. That was at eleven forty-seven. Then, at three at three forty-five, Emmer drops out of the U.S. Speaker House race. And you and I. What was his reasoning for dropping out? I didn't. Well, so so they did a they did a I roll. Thought he had won the nomination. They roll. They so they did a roll call vote at the. At the Republican caucus, I guess that they had had, and here's what Reuter said: He abandoned his lead, bid to lead the House of Representatives on Tuesday, just hours after his fellow Republicans nominated him as the party uh, infighting that has paralyzed Congress for three weeks. Showed no sign of light, but does uh, he? Um, what was it? He said, "I have stepped aside." Um, Oh, because they had so they did a so they did the roll call vote, and there were twenty six there were there were twenty six Republicans in in the in the in the um, in their caucus meeting in their private meeting that voted no, <laughs> and so he's like, nope, not gonna do it. So we're back to where we started at again. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> and what's our deadline date? Uh, November, November next week, November fourth. Yeah, we're screwed. That is when the budget, the temporary, the temporary deadline, or the temporary line for the, um, for the what do you call it, the debt ceiling expires. So, you know, you can only you can only watch this happen so much, and. I, I was talking to some of some of my coworkers. Well, let me back up. So, 
at the golf, actually at the disc golf tournament on Friday or on Saturday, I got to, uh, I had the pleasure of disc golfing. We were paired against, uh, former guest and listener of the voice of reason podcast. Alex Ellison was, uh, and I, I said, Hey, I said, I've got a job opportunity for you. He said, Oh yeah. What's that? And I said, speaker of the house. He's like, Nope. What's his take on it? Basically the same thing. He doesn't ours. mind us sharing it. This, the, the, basically, he's like these Republicans are so dysfunctional right now that they are his. He's like I don't see how they can win in in yeah. in twenty four. And you know I I was like I don't I actually don't see how how Biden could win in twenty four to tell you the truth. But we're this is what this is what this far right freedom caucus wants this is what jim jordan wants this is what matt gets wants this is what marjorie taylor green wants they want a government shutdown and they want total chaos so they can so they can benefit from you know they can benefit from the situation how do they? Can you? How do they benefit exactly? Other than like they get more say in like they, what they want. Like how did how did they necessarily benefit from this? Uh, well, this and again, this is just my take on. It. I think there's a there is a, a huge amount of backdoor deals that are going on. Okay, we talked about last week how the the Republicans are split amongst four different groups. I think that there is a. I think that there is a between this this Freedom Caucus and this other this other, you know, a little bit right of moderate caucus that are working together to say, look, we don't want to make any deals with the Democrats, and we don't want. And basically, they've said in so many words that they don't want an appeaser, which is what they saw Kevin McCarthy as was an appeaser. Which is, you know, basically the dirty term for uh, someone who who knows how to compromise, who brings the sides together. Oh, well, Rhino. Yeah, <laughs> and so this Emmer, so this Emmer guy was going to be. I mean, he was he was one who was touted as one who could bring both sides together. And that's what I had read up on. Well, and so my question is, why are you opposed to that? From I'm, what I had seen, one of the big. Reasons the Freedom Caucus, I think it was, that was totally against him is because he was against Trump in the January 6th thing. He voted yeah, to... Yeah, he voted to to verify the election. Yeah. Yeah, and... That's the other thing. I, when, are, when are they going to let this go? I mean, seriously. When are they When are they going to let it go? They have, they have got to get to the point of where they've got to... That ship is that ship has sailed. I mean, there's you're not gonna you're not. I, I no, I I agree with you. I I don't know. It's really holding them back. One and then two. I mean, we're getting to a point now where like, look at the end of the day. Like, I'll play with devil's advocate on this one. Like, I get the far right's push for like, Hey, we need less spending. I get it. I think most Americans would agree that we need to cut spending. We spend way too much and the money we do spend gets misallocated all the time. I get that. But at the end of the day, we still have to govern. You still have to do your job, which we're not doing at all. No, 
they can't even decide who their speaker is going to be, which is just absolutely ridiculous that that's going to be the reason why we shut down. Well, so it, it's like, at, it's yeah, it's, at the end of the day, you, you have to, it's, you were there for a reason. Do your job. You have to govern. Like, you, you have to. Well, and here, here's something else to take in consideration. With all of this money that's being promised to Israel, not one dime of that's going to go anywhere until the House signs off on it. And they can't sign off on it without a, without a speaker. Okay, all, and, all this new aid that they're promising. You know, to, all this there's new... mixed feelings on that, too. Because some people would say that's kind of a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of to the point now where, like, hey, I'm kind of tired of this funding foreign wars, and I'm, I'm getting pretty burnt out on it myself. Mm -hmm. Just my opinion and perspective oh, yeah. on it. Uh, so in a way, I'm kind of like, okay, you know, if we can hold it off as long as possible, like, great. I really, I'm sorry, Ukraine. I, I'm tired of it. The Israel thing, I'm tired of it. But You're... I also get the perspective too, like, well, they're our ally and we got to support them. And it's a bad look for the U.S. if we don't support them, we don't support our allies. But I think we're getting to the point where we can't afford to be this world police force much longer. And we have so many problems at home. That's like, I'm all for us supporting other countries if we support ourselves first. And we have so many issues that are just getting avoided. Mm hmm. That's my biggest frustration. Like they just completely avoid the issues we have here. You don't hear anything about immigration anymore. The fentanyl deaths and drug overdoses is never talked about anymore. Mm -mm. Uh, the housing crisis that we're about to be facing, people can't afford to buy homes anymore. With an interest the inflation rate, that Americans with are dealing with. An, oh, I don't know. And, I saw like, my billboard by my place is like almost nine percent for a thirty-year mortgage. It's ridiculous. How much? It's almost nine percent. It was like eight and a half. <sighs> so. Oh man, that now's the, the time. Was hey, advertising hey, by my house. Hey folks, now's the time to invest in, in CDs in your, at your bank. Now now's the time to invest. Yeah, but you almost. No, oh, I'm not going to go there. I tell you what, the, for for what for what we for what we're having right now, you know, for what we're having right now and what's going on. We we don't have, and and I said this last week. We don't have too much left to offer. I mean, American citizens. I I found it kind of ironic. Let me go back on this. I found it kind of ironic when you you know when you look at the majority. Uh, to talk about the situation is when you talk about the majority of Palestinians don't give a rat's hairy butt about Hamas. The majority of Jews in Israel are not Zionists. They don't believe in, you know, they just want to, they just want to live. Dude, the amount of people that are against Naganyu and want him out because of this whole ordeal. Yeah. And then, the news won't tell you how divided Israel actually is on this right. issue. And then the same thing can be said of us here. The amount... If you were if you were to shut down the 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 media giants of Fox and CNN and MSNBC and all, you would I think you would get a majority. You would get a I, I, maybe I won't say majority, but you would get a large percentage of Americans who would say, "We're tired of this crap, and we're ready to move on." You know, I mean, the. I mean, I was so I've we kind of talked about how we were going to start watching major news sources to kind of like back up the claim of like, oh, the media is not talking about this. Well, we actually have to start watching the media. 
<laughs> and I've paid mostly attention to Fox News since this issue's broken out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are very much pro-Israel, beating the war drums. Like, I, I, and I haven't seen CNN or their take on it, but like, it seems like everyone's invested in this war. Mm-hmm. Like, no, CNN's oh, the, the same U.S. Way. just has to do something. We have to do something. Like, you have these analysts and these professionals and specialists that come on and basically say we need to go to war. Um, there was one guy calling out – well, we had well, – remember the beginning we talked about this. Like Republican lawmakers are basically calling for all-out war with Iran, which granted, yes, there's some evidence there, and we can get into the, the strikes you and I were talking about later on military mm-hmm. bases. Mm-hmm. But I just – I don't think that's where the majority of Americans are for. I don't think majority of Americans want another war. I certainly don't. No. Um, I think war but... – this – and this is kind of leading into – and we'll, we'll, we can tie all this together. Uh, for those of you who are wondering what tonight's topic point is about, is basically about this. Is we call tonight's show Living in a Kleptocracy. So if you were to look at what – and we're going to tie all this together, so just bear with me here. So when you talk about a kleptocracy, okay – uh, it's also, you, you've, it's been some circles, it's been referred to as a, a theocracy, uh, government whose leaders, <laughs> kleptocrats use political power to expropriate the wealth of the people and the land they govern by misappropriating government funds at the expense of the wider population. Okay. United States. Yeah. So when you look at situations such as what we are in, okay, what is our benefit? Let's talk about what is our benefit of actually going to a war, going into a war on foreign soil. What, well, what I can it? tell you right now, if you're invested in Raytheon and Boeing and your defense contractor organizations that are public companies, um, you're going to yeah, make, there's you're some making a killing. There. You're making and a killing. just so happens that I think many lawmakers may or may not be invested in these same companies. Mm-hmm. I um just throwing it out there. I know BlackRock's got heavy, heavy investments in those companies. Mm-hmm. But that's a rabbit hole we are not going down tonight. Well you but you look at all the I mean one one way that we can look at at this in a, in a, and you you mentioned insider trading. Okay? So much so many different uh Politicians in the last year have been have been uncovered about all of this inside insider trading and all this insider information that that they have within 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 the country, you know, within the stock market, and how many millions of dollars that they are making. And can I, can I just say with that, I will give the Freedom Caucus credit on one thing here. That has been one of their points. They have been calling for the end of insider trading, like saying that congressional members shouldn't be able to trade stocks. I I mean, I've seen Getz talk about it, so I'm assuming the rest of the Freedom Caucus has been for it. So I'll give them some credit on that one. You know, but in in that same light, but, though. Will it go anywhere, though? I don't. In, in that same light, okay? Mm-hmm. If you hadn't heard about I think we mentioned this, and I ran across this stat, and I, I think I remember us mentioning this before. But on the day that Trump was sworn in at his inauguration, his inauguration committee paid 
the Trump Organization $1.5 million for services, services rendered on that day. And as he was in office, you know, the, I mean, like when, when they would have a meet, when they would have these meetings or they would have Christmas parties or they would have, you know, you know, there was a couple of times that Trump proposed having a G7 summit at his, at, uh, at, in Miami, at his Miami resort. Um, Mar-a-Lago. Mar- yeah. And so he's some of the, what was it? It said, um. Oh, well, there was another thing there. It said 200 and while he was in office, there were 200 and some odd different meetings that were held on, on Trump properties, government meetings held on Trump properties. Okay. And you, you have that. So, and, and so one of Joe Biden's thing that he ran on was, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna flag on kleptocracy. Uh, kleptocracy. I'm going to go after all of these, you know, hypocrite. Well, yeah, because it's hard when you've got a large number of members within your party who are you know who are benefiting from you know all of the all of all of these investments and everything. Joe Biden Big actually owners and. Uh... Yeah, I'm Joe Joe Biden. So he actually one of the guys that he nominated, and I had his name written down. Uh, what was it? Where was that? Where is that? So he actually had a guy who was going to work within the National Security Administration. This guy's name was Jake Sullivan, and this guy promised to rally our allies to combat corruption and kleptocracy. And he said we're fight we're going to fight illicit finance at home and abroad. And this is going to be a core plank of our administration's foreign policy for the middle class. Okay. And when you look at, and I, and when you look at the top, some of these, some of the most, some of the most corrupt governments in the world and how some of these guys are making, I mean, some of these, some of these world leaders are making billions of dollars. And in one instance, I had read there's some even, you know, we have we have actually helped make that we we've helped these guys funnel money into offshore bank accounts. Last uh, twenty in twenty twenty one, oh, this other stat that I had said that we of of our out of our GDP three hundred I think it was three hundred and thirty one billion dollars was in Kleptro, uh kleptocratic uh schemes <laughs> can you i mean i mean i'm not <laughs> what, what, what i'm you not know, surprised well you know we had so and they talked about one of the most and so this one one of the most notorious kleptocrats is and this is a poor uh african country but equatorial guinea and I'm not even going to try to pronounce this this president's name, but they this guy. So we we sent people over to, and this is going to lead into my next thing. This guy in Equatorial Guinea took money from the Chinese government to build a maritime base on Equatorial Guinea's Atlantic coast, so China could have a base on the Atlantic Ocean. Okay. And they're not not talking about this. Another thing that brought this up for me, too, 
was that, um, and I think I posted this to our group chat earlier this week, the state of Arkansas, last week the governor signed a bill, passed through the Arkansas, um, how, the Arkansas legislature, that is going to force China to sell all of their land holdings within the state of Arkansas. Good. Because there, there was there was connections between this. It was one of their. It was it was actually a, um, uh, uh, seed company that they were going to start there, and they had bought millions of acres within Arkansas, and all of the stuff that was going on within China and with with with, you know, with what they were doing. Arkansas is like, we don't want to be any part of this. We don't want to have, we don't want to have anything to do with this. And so when you look at Klepto, there was another, I, I, I want to jump in really quick. There was ahead. another state. Uh, they didn't pass a law for this. Um, but I think they, I want to say they did something about it and told them they couldn't do it. But China, again, they had purchased a bunch of land, but this was like within 10 miles of a U.S. military base. I forget what state this was. Um, and they made the same thing. They said it was going to be, I think, the same thing. It was supposed to be a seed company or something like that, mm -hmm. or some kind of farming development or whatever. Um, and then when they got to looking at like what was actually the infrastructure and all the plans, they're like, "No, you're you're not doing that." And I think the state shut that down, and they ended up not being able to develop that land, but that by that military base. But uh, yeah, I, I forget what state that was, but yeah, interesting that they've been doing so that. And I think that should be a us-wide policy and the seed company actually was a former american seed company northrop king seed company so it says two years to to divest the property in craighead county arkansas um and it said northrop is a subsidiary of syngenta seeds which is owned by china national chemical company or kim china so you know <sighs> This whole, this whole, the whole, China is, you know, one government that you have to to watch out for, I think, is China's trying to play themselves, and we, we've had this discussion before on here as well, too. China is trying to play themselves as the, do I want to say a global good guy? Are they trying to re, I mean, do you see them as trying to rebrand themselves through Oh, for sure. Look what they've done with Ukraine, with Russia. Yeah. Look what they just did recently with the Middle East. They sent six warships there to. Um, I'm sure that had something to do with it. They're calling for a two-state system. With they're trying to work that deal out, and they're partner. Uh, basically, they're in agreement with Russia on how that should be, and they're trying to be like the policymakers of that whole situation. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they're trying to get that way. So, the. Uh... So, who would you say? Who who would you say tops? Tops this 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 show this won't come as any surprise, but who do you think is the number one most corrupt government in the world? Who is by ranked by uh, who was this? This was by U.S. News and World Report. Who do you think ranked amongst 2023's most corrupt countries? Just wild. 2023. This this year. Who do you think? Who do you think ranked as the most corrupt country? Oh God, the most corrupt. Yeah, just, just wild guess. Is it a big country? Like, oh yeah, like oh a, yeah. It's probably that country. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say China right off the bat. No, um, no but but there's a lot of 
There's a lot of African countries that are uh, <laughs> corrupt as hell. Number one is Venezuela, Russia. Russia is ranked as the most corrupt country in the world, and it's no no reason as to why. It's because of all your the fact that the Russian government is in their connection with all of the Russian multi billionaires, the oligarchs who run everything from oil uh, uh, to these what they call they're basically bonanza farms, these massive you know million million dollar billion dollar farms. And and these guys who in shipping and in trade and in manufacturing, and I mean you think in manufacturing in the United States is in the hands of the few, in Russia it is in the hands of the very few, which is one of the reasons why Putin stays in power. It's I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Okay, and so then number two, number two would be Iran, because of. <laughs> You know everything from the basically, you know, with 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 your nuclear development, there was a a note about Iran. So there, where was it at? They so their g so like you when you look at their their GDP, what they what their country produces in a year three hundred and eighty nine billion okay but the average salary of a iranian citizen eighteen thousand seventy five dollars okay where's the other where's the rest of the money going okay that's just one when you when you when you go on and you look at where their where the majority and where the majority of their money is spent at. Anyone? 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 Government power sources. Oh. Nuclear energy. Okay. And when you, I, I, <laughs> I mean, you don't have you don't have to be the head checkout clerk at Walmart to figure this stuff out. I would argue North Korea is a little more corrupt. Oh, I would too. And I, well, let's see where are, they, where are they at on this? Their people are starving. The average I just I just googled the average wage in North Korea is estimated to be around forty seven dollars per month, and their people are literally starving. Yeah. But to close out this list, if you've yeah. ever seen that podcast on Rogan where he interviews that woman, oh, the one who insane. the one who yeah the one who escaped North or, who, yeah just insane. Yes. And I, insane. I, I don't see people raising I, flags for that. I need, but. I need to finish. I need to finish her book. I can't remember her name right now, but I need to. I have her book. I can't either. But, I have her oh book my on God, my audio man. on my on my audio book list. But the top. Why the world sits by and lets that happen? Yeah. But we're so up in arms about. Sorry, it just it really makes me so Look, mad with that situation. So you have number three is Colombia. Number four is Mexico. Number five Zimbabwe. Number six El Salvador. Number seven Myanmar, which is a far eastern country. Belarus, there's another former Soviet bloc country, Bangladesh, I could, I could see that. <laughs> Bangladesh, and Lebanon. Okay. And I can't believe they didn't put Venezuela in there. Uh, well, so the least corrupt country in the world, number one country, is Switzerland. Number two, Canada. Number three, Sweden. 
Number four, Australia. Canada. Yeah. Number four, huh. Australia. Number five, the Netherlands. Number six, Denmark. Number seven, Finland. Number eight, New Zealand. Number nine, Belgium. And number 10, Norway. As your least corrupt. Okay. Part of this comes from, and you, what makes these guys so is the fact that they, when they talk about these, these countries, they also rank amongst the top 10 transparent companies countries where they let people know, okay, here's where your money's going. This is what your money's being spent on. All right. When you look at our, and, and, and we mentioned earlier, as we are getting closer to our, our trade, our, 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 uh, budget ceiling deadline. Okay. The amount of money that we are spending and what we are spending money on. All right. One of the biggest things from the '90s, and I'll, and I'll, this is this is going back whenever uh, the oh you would know who this is I can't think of the the uh, the GAC the Government Accountability uh, GAO the Government Accountability Office okay yeah we looked into their stuff before. so the GAO if you and you can go to the GAO and there that's supposed to be our 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 mode of transparency for the American government the GAO uncovered it, it was in the late '90s that a toilet, like, for example, they spent $50,000 on a toilet seat on Air Force One. Okay. $10,000 for a hammer on a commercial, on a, um, on a government contract job. I forgot where it was that, but $10,000 for a hammer, $50,000 like for money laundering. Seat. Well, I, I, I'm, I can go to Walmart right now and I can buy a toilet seat for 20 bucks. Okay. And, and I, I think we I, can all agree they didn't buy a hammer for ten thousand dollars. No, they didn't buy a toilet seat for fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> so, what the amount of there. the amount of the amount of things that we're spending money on is you know the the I, I was this was so this was my uh, where was it at and so some of the things that we're spending money on. The fact that we're spending money on this, it's an insult to the American people because taxpayer dollars are paying for these projects that is that are being funneled into something else, okay? By the way, this is not anything that's new, okay? When you go back to the late 1800s, early 1900s, your, bi your biggest three, your biggest, uh, three cities that had the most corrupt governments in the United States were New York. Um, I just went blank. New York, Chicago, and it was Kansas city. Okay. New York had, and if for those of you who didn't know, New York had what was called, uh, they had a political machine, Tammany hall run by a guy by the name of Marcy Tweed. Marcy Tweed would get, he, and he was, he was the political boss for, for, for New York city and they would do such projects as, okay, we're, we need to build a new city hall. Okay, well, this new city hall is going to cost us $10 million, when in actuality it only cost $4 million, and they pocketed the other six. So stuff like this has been going on for years. But now we're becoming more sophisticated with how we cover it up. All right? So when you look at the most ridiculous government spending that we have done, and, I mean, there are tons of accountability and watchdog groups that are out there. Some of these things that we're, 
you have to know that somebody somebody has to be on the take. Somebody has to be on the take. Okay. Um, what was the one that was, uh, okay. So this was in two, I, I remember some of the criticism about this was, but these, these routers that were installed, we had this movement in the early 2000s to get our internet up to speed here and and you probably when you were still in school okay so to get rural internet rule rural schools up to internet speeds to make and this was under obama a 24 24 was it 24 yeah 24 million dollars spent just to put routers you know and you can buy these big block routers that that would you know you run multiple telephone lines in, you know. Five eight thousand dollars, okay. To me, when I look at that, I'm like, okay. These routers, and they said each router that they were 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 saying cost twenty two thousand six hundred dollars for each one of these routers that they supposedly did, okay. Um. The, the study of the study of uh, of uh, beach erosion in the state of California, which, you know, to, to establish a timetable, if and when California would actually break off from the American coastline. There's a government study for that. University of Wisconsin study on the effect of methane gas emission from cow manure. And how it affects the ozone layer. Okay. Renewable grant. Um, there's. I'm just. There's so. You scroll down this list. And it's just like. Oh this one. This one's great. Not, it's only $99,000. But they they actually have the. And they actually <laughs> include the website where this is. So this is. This was appropriated to the United States Department of Agriculture. Vodka, bourbon, and brandy paid for by taxpayers. In spite of the robust demand for alcoholic beverages, U.S. Department of Agriculture awarded a $99,000 grant to the New Clayton Distillery Company, a New York distillery, in 2012. Using taxpayer money, owners, planned to, uh, owners bought a copper still and stainless steel vodka column. The distillery believes that, believes that the grant would cover two-thirds of the equipment cost. So... Who, who's, who's, who's making, who's making money off of this? You know, um, the other one, the other one that really shocked me was it, uh, the U S department of agriculture and the department of commerce spent over $1.3 million to help the world's largest snack food maker build a Greek yogurt factory in New York. Last year, PepsiCo incorporated earned net revenues of over $66 billion looking to expand their earnings. The, their, the corporation uh, teamed up with a German company, uh, Theo Mueller Group, to sell premium yogurt products in the United States. And a $1.3 million grant was given to PepsiCo, who last year made $66 billion. Of course. To build a yogurt factory. Ridiculous. <laughs> so, this is what a kleptocracy, kleptocracy is. This is, you know, 
some of, and, uh, oh, foundation. Oh, yay. I didn't see this one. I just now saw this. One of my, uh, so I use this in my classroom. Actually, actually the, the, the Foundation for Economic Education. If you don't know this organization and you want to know about government rate, FEE.org. Check these guys out. This is probably one of the most, in my opinion, as a guy who loves highlighting government corruption. Didn't we look at this website a couple of episodes? Yes, ago? we have. We have looked. This was this, the one we referenced. Yes, this is a okay. This is a great website, and this was posted. So th this was posted not too many days ago. Um, da -da -da -da. Uh, I, uh, so forgive me, I'm reading this for the first time, some of the new... The Social Security Administration's $25 billion a year supplemental security income program. Almost 250,000 children qualify for SSI checks because they can't participate in age-appropriate activities. Worse, thousands of prisoners, thousands of prisoners in the U.S. prison system get SSI checks relating to their quote-unquote alleged disabilities costing taxpayers in fiscal year 2022 $20 million. Yep. To guys in prison. Let that sink in just for a second. Okay. Who, I wonder, do they have a number yet on the total amount spent on the migrants that are getting the check? The two thousand, the two thousand dollar month, the two thousand dollar month thing. Yeah, but not only that, the money that goes into the housing too, and the food allowance and all that. Like, I wonder, if there's a total number for I, that. I, like just I have, that alone. I, I doubt it's up there yet, because that's kind of an. No, I think I, that I'm shit not, started this year, but I'm curious to see what that number is going to be. Well. We're living in a time where government waste is, to me, what... I would argue we are, because you taught me in, in history about like the Gilded Age. I would argue this is 100% the next Gilded Age, if it hasn't been for many years now. And for those who don't, uh, that's a great point. Mark Twain term uh, coined a term the gilded age back in at the turn of the century and he basically said you know you uh, this is how i explain what guild something that's gilded is something that has a corrupt base but has a you know glittery surface a shiny surface to it okay so at its base i mean if i was to say okay i've got a pile of dog poop right here okay and i'm going to put gold fleck uh glitter on it okay and it this is the same way you explain it to me <laughs> and and you can you can you can put so much on there that maybe you can't even it's a pile of dog crap but all the glitter and everything on top makes everything look so great but underneath what do you have you have a pile of dog crap all right it smells like it yeah and what what we're seeing i think that's a I, what make what makes you i'll ask you first Trevor. what makes you think that we're going through that now. What what makes you think that? Right off the bat, you have leaders, I'll just call the president out right off the bat, saying that, oh, things are great. Our economy's at all-time highs. We have record number of jobs, record this, all these great things. But then you 
see in real life. That's just it's not the case. Um, I, I just don't see it. What's like, you know, we, we're controlling inflation. No, we're not. Um, and I just see that not just him, but leaders across the board. It just, oh, things are great. Things are awesome. It's never been a better time. And it's like normal everyday people are like, uh, no, it's not. So there's that. There's obviously the insider trading in Congress, uh, the corrupt leaders that we have, the all the shady stuff that goes into the government spending and like the bills that they try to pass and the stuff they try to hide in those bills to get funding to God knows what. Um, I mean, look at our just, and let's go back to Biden and the stuff that has come out with the whole laptop BS and the money that they've gotten from foreign influence, uh, all of Trump's mishandlings, whether you believe him or not. Um, I mean, the list just goes on and on. Those just, that's just surface level stuff. When you you mentioned earlier a number of problems that we're not addressing, and I remembered a a article all that stuff too uh, an article that I had read an article I had read earlier this summer and I just pulled it back up of uh, the Pew Research Organization which is a nonpartisan uh, survey group okay uh, so I'll just go down the I'll do the top ten thing top ten issues that people are that both Republican and Democrats list people who voted Republican and Democrats list as the top 10 problems that aren't being addressed. Okay. Number one, obvious, and you said inflation. Okay. Number two, the affordability of health care. Number three, the ability of Democrats and Republicans to work together. Number four, drug addiction. Number five, gun violence. Number six, violent crime. Number seven, the federal budget deficit. Number eight, the state of moral values. Number nine, illegal immigration. Number 10, the quality of public K-12 schools. And, and almost none of that has been on the news recently. It's, and Look at the war overseas. And the National Education Organization, who, who, who maps out... Um, government or maps out United States test scores. This was, a, the, I just caught a hold of this. I saw this on, uh, on Facebook today that no, I didn't see it on Facebook. It was on CNN. When you were talking, we I was looking through CNN and they reported this today that reading and math have reached the lowest numbers in two or three decades. Our, our overall test scores. And we're Remember not... that TikTok that was it you or Sean that showed us? Yes, that and it was. Like, Look, and I it, have... Yes, and they addressed, and they actually CNN talked about those, and it showed those TikToks of those teachers who were who were, who were uh, saying all that stuff. They highlighted those teachers and how so many people now have started piggybacking off of this. You know, our point being overall is this: we have bigger fish to fry right now but we are so we're so split in about seven billion different directions we've got my dad used a phrase that was called you had too many irons and too many fires okay what i mean by that is you know here we are and, and you mentioned the gilded age you know the second gilded age okay so everything is everything as great as what we say it is no, I mean you've got you've got you've got this this kleptocracy that's going on. You have government officials who are benefiting, 
and who are not doing their job that they were sworn to do, which was to protect the United States Constitution and to get out there and provide for people and to make a better America. Not doing it. Inflation, I don't even know what our inflation, I'm sure we're still hovering around 7% or in that neighborhood somewhere. Or we're up 7 to 10%, I would say, is a, is a safe number. You know, I'm not sure what it is currently, but I know it's right around that ballpark you just gave. I know that healthcare is ridiculous. You want to talk about government, people who are in bed with each other? The government and Big Pharma are definitely oh, in bed with each other. <laughs> okay? The fact that we... Our our school insurance, and I refuse to get our school insurance, and it's not just Clopton School, it's schools across you, uh, across the state of Missouri where you where you have a $5,000 deductible. A $5,000 deductible. That's ridiculous. That's a joke. That's, what a joke. That's, I mean, you're paying the first $5,000. I, I don't know about you, but I don't have $5,000 laying around. Okay? And no. then, you, you know. No, I don't. And we're seeing the ability of Democrats... Uh, why are the why are Democrats and Republicans fighting? Because they want to be heard, and this is getting them news time, and this is getting this is leading to, I'm sure somewhere down the line, this is leading to campaign donations that'll benefit them in the long run later on, because they can they can what we used to call historians call waving the bloody flag, how they've you know they're they're going to use their 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 fighting record. I fought the Republicans on this. I fought the Democrats on this. Support me in the next election. Okay, so they're all they're all they're all waving the bloody flag. You know, you talked about drug addiction, fentanyl. Fentanyl is, I mean, in Pike County, I guarantee you, if I looked hard enough, I could find somebody I could get some from. I could get it. I've heard of kids. Some one of my kids told me there's that they know of a guy that they they can buy uh, fentanyl laced vapes from. In Pike County. Insane. Insane. And what are we doing? Nothing. This And I've heard rumors. I don't know if it's true. I don't live there anymore. And I'm not trying to talk bad on the area. But I've heard that cocaine is it's making them huge much com- more popular yeah. now than it was when I was in high school. When I was in high school, cocaine wasn't a, a thing in my for my class. It just wasn't. Um, it's, it just blows my mind to hear that that's like a common thing now. And I, grant, I don't know if that's true. Just what I've heard. Um. But wow, you know. Well, yeah. and you definitely can't trust that drug anymore. Good no. lord. And when we talk about, so if you go to the, you know, we've talked about the deck clock. So right now, oh, where, where are we at? The doomsday clock, more like it. What is this? The secret what money create? Is this a? Did this? Did the site get hacked? So if you go to usdebtclock.org, there's a tin man on the site that says, money creation is a scam only a wizard could love. What? This is I wonder on... if like Anonymous or someone hacked it. Yeah, I think it got you, hacked. Did you see that? Are you seeing this? Yeah, someone hacked somebody it. Hacked I mean, US... Somebody has hacked usdebtclock.org. I mean, they're not wrong. <laughs> And it says the secret window is open Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Yeah, this is real. Oh my god, <laughs> this is fantastic! Oh my. Wait, where does it say the Tuesdays, Thursdays? Thing? Up in the I'm upper right hand corner. Up in the upper right hand corner. 
Oh my! Let me see if I've got an. Oh, I see it now. Let me see if I've got an internet. I see it now. Oh, where's my what? internet? What? That's hilarious. Oh, hold on a second. Let me get my. You think there's? You think they added that? No, there can't be there, something they added. There's no way. There's. Hold on. Let me see if I can get this. Here, here we go, folks. Here, this is. I'm. I'm doing this on the fly right now. For those of you who are watching or watch the podcast, oh. or those of you who are not watching the podcast and listening, this this may not be up, but it's like. So this is what this is what I'm looking at. This is what you're seeing. Is this right yeah, here? Yeah, you able to show them? Yeah, this is money creation is a scam only a wizard could love. Oh, <laughs> fantastic, fan freaking tastic. So right now, aside from that hack, that is brilliant. Oh my god, I can't I can't get over that. So right now though, the U.S. national debt is at thirty three uh, trillion dollars. We're Ever so close, we are about four, we are roughly about 30, 30, 34 billion away from hitting the $34 trillion mark. So at the rate it's going right now, man, that is awesome. <laughs> I cannot get over that. That is so cool. Oh, man. So... Anyway, so largest budget items. Look at this. Yeah. Eight hundred and twenty four billion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that number is gonna go up. Largest yeah, so you have eight hundred and twenty four billion on defense and war, one point three is that one point three let's see that's is that trillion? One point three trillion on social security? Is that right? Yeah, one point three trillion. Yeah. 1.4 trillion on Medicare and Medicaid. And the interest on the debt, I can't see it past the 10 man right now. <laughs> now, but interest per oh, I see interest per adult. Yeah. So, which Jesus. I'm I'm I've got to I'm, I'm pardon me folks just for a second as I take a photo of this for Snapchat. This is <laughs> remarkable. Yeah. So pretty wild statistic. Yeah. Um I, I want to clarify something I stated just yeah. a minute ago. Um, kind of talking about when I said, like, you know, I'm kind of tired of, like, you know, U.S. interfering with wars and stuff. And, like, it does come back to, like, I feel like we really do it. America needs to be first before we help others. It just mm-hmm. it just has to be, in, in my opinion. It just has to be. That being said, uh, we were talking about this before. There's been 22 Americans or no, two like twenty four American soldiers, I believe, that have been wounded since the the Gaza Israel war started. And what that is is we still have bases in Iraq and Syria, right? And the Pentagon released this news. Uh, nobody and nobody. Iranian backed. Iranian backed. No, I I, I want to clarify that too. Okay. Iranian backed uh, militias and terrorist groups have been doing drone attacks on bases. And from what I'm reading, they've been minor wounds, thank God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nonetheless, there's been attack on our our troops from these and the Pentagon saying Iranian backed. Um, so there's that. And I was reading, this is on NBC news. This is reported NBC news, AP. Uh, there was a couple others. Now, do they do it? Do they talk about this in their live broadcast? I have no idea. So it could be underreported. And it's just something they post online. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have instances like this, though, you kind of do got to take a step back and say, okay, what's the play? Do we just let our troops keep getting blasted? Um, I mean, they're there for a reason. You can't just yank them out 
with no plan. We saw how that worked out in Afghanistan. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what comes of that situation, and I haven't seen the president address it. The last I've seen anything of the president, he was on the beach with his wife. Um, I'm sure yeah. you've seen that yeah. Yeah. post going around. Which, yeah. Of all times, you can do that. I mean, come on, man. Like, the burden of leadership is to be is to be a leader and beat in those stressful situations. And give me one sec. What do you need? Oh, sorry about that. But like, it, you know what I'm saying? Like you're a leader. It's your job to be stressed out in this time. Like I want you to succeed. I'm not praying for a Biden's downfall by any means, but like he should be stressed. He should be in that oval office on a phone right now, every minute on a minute talking to somebody making stuff happen. He shouldn't be kicked back on a beach right now when there's a potential World War Three breaking out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And this this concerns me. This this report that came out from the Pentagon, on top of everything else that's going on, I mean, it seems like Israel just gets worse every damn day. Um, and now that the Pentagon's staying like, yeah, this is Iranian-backed militia groups, and we're seeing increased protests around the world. We have them here at home. We were talking about the Minneapolis, Minneapolis protest. Had a protest. We yep. just had one in Skokie, Illinois, which for those who don't know, Skokie is a northern Chicago, uh, I wouldn't even call it, I guess you'd call it suburb. It's Cook County. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a pretty bad protest there. And apparently a fight broke out. And I had heard a gunshot was fired. Uh, no one was hurt, apparently. But um, yeah, some, some concerning stuff going on with that. And. And at the root of all of this, I want to... You kind of got to draw a line of like, okay, of the war, no war thing. There's got to be like, we can't just let troops get shot up overseas. You know what I mean? I think at the end of the day, Travis, what we have to look at is all of this from war to government spending to all of the cuts. It all goes back to the definition that I, 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 I read at the beginning of the show. Being run by uh, being run by a group our government being run by people who are wanting to see how much blood they can get out of this stone. Okay, how much blood can they what how much money can they bleed out of the country into their own pockets? We are in sadly, that's the only thing that makes sense to me anymore. Like, when I look at like the policy decisions and like the language that's being said by politicians, it's like, who's been, yeah, why would you want this? There's no what reason would you want this? Like, so there, so there's an old Latin political, where's diplomacy? There's so there's an old Latin, there is an old Latin, uh, governmental phrase, it's called cui bono. Okay, cui bono means who benefits. Who who benefits? When you look at all all of the different things that are that are going on within our society, like you said, from everything from everything from policy, different government policy to 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 the debt to fighting in wars to going to what hap- what's going on in Iran, what's going on in Iraq, what's going on in Israel, what. The question you always have to ask yourself is cui bono? Who is benefiting? When you mm-hmm. look at the, you know, when you look at when you look at big pharma, when you look at when you look at government spending, and you look at all these, cui bono? Who is benefiting? 
because it's not the American people. It's not the American people. We, we, we've established that. And, you know, I, I hate to have like three downer weeks in a row of the podcast, but I just tripped. Well, that's been the majority of the news though. And it's like, it doesn't seem like there's been any solutions and every week just seem to be progressively worse. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like the way that you put that though tonight. Thank you for for sending me down that that rabbit hole of of the Gilded Age and that. Uh, that I mean, that's just what I thought of, and I remember man, your lesson on. It. I was man, like, God, you, this is very reminiscent. Of you that. may have, you may have just encouraged me to write an, uh, uh, an opinion article for something. That's that's such a that's 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 pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, cool. I'm glad you do. I hope you do it. I, well, you know, I share it. <laughs> Thanks, man. Hey, but another another fine show tonight. Uh, we uh, hope to. Football proves. Yes, the look at that is a that is a massive beast right there. That is a massive beast. But uh, we want to thank everybody for joining us across our our different uh, our different uh, uh, sources tonight. Thank you for the compliments we got. We got a lot of compliments this week. I shared one with the boys. Thank you for all those. I know a large number of you guys listen on, on Spotify. Um, somebody was telling me the other day that they have like a 65-minute a, a commute to work, and they listen to us. They look forward to Wednesdays where they can listen to us on the way to work. So we hope we made your drive to work a little bit more, uh, go a little bit faster today. Um, but thank you for all of that. Um, I will, I'm sorry I've lacked on the TikTok stuff, but, uh, we're going to get more, uh, we're going to get our TikTok up and going back again. Continue to help us in that area too. Like and share. I don't know if you saw it. You, well, you can't see it on my screen, but I have a little like and subscribe thing over here in the corner, but, but, uh, like and share. I please. Yeah, it's, it's out of shot. Like and, like and subscribe, subscribe to us on YouTube, on Facebook, on TikTok, on Instagram, on uh, X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, where we are on YouTube, we're everywhere. But uh, anyway, for Travis Kirkendall, I'm Andy Van Beber, and we will have Sean Phillips back with us soon enough. And when he does, we will look forward to having him back. But have a great week. Until next time, we will see you later. Thank you for listening to the Voice of Reason podcast. Be sure to check out our other content on Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok.